Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Long Box Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics and Rogue Media Network. Your bi-weekly info dump of all comics news. By the hoary hosts of Hogoth. Hey, look at that. Throwing in some uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Okay. Yeah, that, that, was, that was new to me. I had, right. to, I had to pull, I know what he says, but I have to pull it up because I get tongue-tied. Yeah. So it would have been like... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but that was a good segue, man. Yeah. You're like speaking of class. Welcome to class. I like yeah, that, dude. Yeah, Clever. Yeah, Joey's on his it. game today, I've man. I've been practicing, man. Yeah, look I've at been, him. I've been. Uh, it might be this crackberry that we're drinking. Oh yeah. Uh, we got it. brain cells. No, I've been looking for it forward to today. We got that meeting after this. Oh yeah, I'm Great. excited, man. Yes. Um, but let's get into some news, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna start off because I got a couple things that's really cool. Um, one of them, uh, I'm gonna start off with a cooler one. Uh, the human target. I'm not familiar with this character, but love Danny, the human target. Danny told me a little bit about him, mm-hmm. and it, it was really interesting. And I just I haven't made the time to dive into read it some bit. Uh, but in a little while, I'm going to ask Danny about some uh, some recommended reads we can get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the news that we have is uh, November third, uh, so I believe in a month from today. Yeah, uh, there is going to be a black I- black label twelve issue miniseries come out. Uh, Written by, by written by Tom King and illustrated by Greg Smallwood. That's right. And Greg Smallwood was previously on a Moon Knight book, which was really, really good. It's critically acclaimed. It was, oh, yeah. And he's man, he's a really nice artist. He's super smooth, and it's got a really nice uh, gritty style to it, and everything. Uh, it's a it's a throwback classic gritty noir style. Nice. Like if you look at it, you're like, yeah, this this is awesome. It, I don't know what is appealing about it per se specifically, but Man, it's really good. It, it sounds perfect for the human target. Yeah, it is. It is. But, uh, but the news was that uh, this 12-issue miniseries coming out next month started off as a Twitter joke where uh, Tom King uh, made a joke that says, oh, a human target stands out looking at a window uh, and gets shot um, and, you know, cut the black. And so, uh, you know, later on, DC editors uh, reached out to Tom King and asked if he was serious about the project. And that got the wheels rolling. And here we are. Next month, there's going to be a black label issue come out. So it's a <laughs> it's a murder mystery, yeah. is what it is. Yeah, okay. who killed the human target? And there are a bunch of uh, Justice League uh, characters. The Justice League International, in. right? I believe so. Okay. Justice League International. Mm-hmm. So it's got like Fire and Ice and uh, Blue Beetle. Isn't uh, the question on there too? I don't. I don't think the question was ever part of any proper Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. I might just be thinking about the cartoon. You might be thinking about the cartoon. Which even then he kind of wasn't really involved in either. In the cartoon he was kind of like a checking y'all out, seeing what's up. It well, it's. I, I think. I think the question was a Batman recruit. The same yeah. way. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. same way Green Arrow was a Batman. He was recruit. on the Outsiders though, wasn't he? I have no idea. I'm just throwing no. shit out there. No, no, I don't no not the question. I remember there was an arc where in the, the Justice League Ulti- Ultimate United, something like that, they had like the Outsiders on there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, the next thing that I had was uh, in Son of Kal-El number three, which is amazing, by the way. I just don't like this little part. It's a little weird. Um, there's a new Kryptonian power that debuted. Yeah. And it mimics telepathy in a way between Kryptonians where they can speak in a frequency. Well, I guess Kryptonians and whoever can hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can speak in a frequency below human hearing. And they can hold conversations uh, without actually moving their mouths. And they can like be in the middle of 
standing up and super just, super ventriloquism. Yeah, <laughs> that is a power of Superman. It, it that just, is a Superman power. Trust me, you, <laughs> trust me. It's a it's a Superman power. I just I feel like we're gonna revert back to the ways where he was like tugging planets connected to chains. Um, Grant Morrison did that in the Justice League series in the JLA books. It doesn't mean that part wasn't good. I mean, he did it. We'll see what happens next. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're you're trying to clown on Superman, and you got to remember, a Superman, Superman is a goofy premise. Uh, once it got mm-hmm. past its original, uh, the the original creation, the original character, where he was um, uh, against uh, social injustices, yeah. he was you know fighting off uh, bad landlords. He was uh, fighting against the man. Mm-hmm. Basically, he was the hero for the the small guy. But then when the 40s and 50s hit, uh, I think people wanted an escape or the publishers of DC at the time thought that they needed an escape more from uh, away from those types of stories and more into the goofy. That's why you get like the red kryptonite and Superman gets a lion's head. But he has like super ventriloquism. And you and I were talking about this earlier. When you told me the news, I love Joey's news bits. Yes. By the way, they're so goofy. Yeah, they're, they're they're comical, but they're fun. They're fun. They're they're interesting little tidbits. Um, we were talking about this earlier that Superman saved the multiverse mm-hmm. by singing in multiple tones uh, through his own vocal cords. He was able to carry multiple tunes at the same time. Go read but, Final Crisis. But now have but have you? And I know it sounds silly, but there's also a book. I think it's called like the Science of Superman or like that. And they break down about how yeah, it's not literally you know because you think of Superman, you just think like super strength and laser beams, right? But this book breaks down like if you were to look at it from a science aspect, which if you think about it, is Superman. Yeah. Of how like light reflects through his Kryptonian eyes and that causes his heat vision or his his cold breath is not actually like ice breath, but it's just a matter of him being able to expand his lungs more than any other, you know, cause he's an alien. Yeah. So it's just like, really if you cool. think about it yeah. in that aspect, then that all stuff, these things are possible. It's possible. It doesn't, a lot of these it's things not are. too silly, you know, like he's an advanced microorganism. He has one right. power where he's able to throw many supermans at yeah. you. Joey's looking at me like, like, get the well, fuck out of here. Joey's like, get the fuck. I don't believe you. Trust me. Well, I, I know. I know it was silly because I remember back in Superman two, whenever he like did the the filament. The, the S. Oh yeah. The, okay, the that's dumb. S. That was dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. Uh, All these other powers you are super legit. Else? But throwing a giant S off your chest, please. Oh, no. Because well, like, even the guy got up. Was like, the fuck was that? Like, okay, that, that okay. would make more sense in like in in Henry Cavill Superman because that that's yeah. all like crypto tech, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and Christopher yeah. Reeves yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna make this suit for the people. It right? just happened. Like, it just happened. It just happened. It would have been really cool to see like Feyora do something like that, like throw it. Something. It and they actually call back to it in the uh, Superman 78 series that's coming out. Currently. Oh, they oh, do. In issue one, I believe he does it again wow. to a Brainiac drone. Oh dang! We we got to talk about I when when up, that run because it's only five issues. When that run is done, we've got to talk about. For sure, it I picked missing. up eighty. I picked up Batman eighty nine, but yeah. I haven't picked up the other one yet. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, other news, uh, Mondo. What you got? Oh man, I just kind of really got. Um, I think all the other stuff we kind of talked about previously is just follow ups. But the one thing that I, I it said it was released in August, but I don't remember seeing it is the green. They're doing a Green Arrow spinoff. They're planning to do it on the new uh, Black Canary um, movie. They're planning to drop in some hints of maybe doing a Green Arrow spinoff film, which will be kind of cool, I think. DC, Warner Brothers, not DC, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah. Needs yeah, to get sorry, their sorry. shit together. Warner Brothers, yeah, let's put they it that way. They need to build a cohesive universe before they start building all these multiple. Yeah. And I think if, if they were to set the Black Canary film in a universe where Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman exist, mm-hmm. then you can start with you know building blocks right yeah. there. Because Shazam was a good, bo- uh, good. Oh movie. yes, yeah. Um, and Aquaman's a good, a decent you know romp. It's you know one of those fun like kind of goofy things. Yeah. And you know that these characters exist, um, but like the Suicide Squad, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Batman is there, but is he really? Is like it, they do? They're doing. And the Birds of Prey movie, mm-hmm. I like that one. It was really it, no. It, I'm one. not no. I'm not saying it's bad. Does it exist in the same universe? Yes. Though? Like you, it 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 sucks because these are good movies, right? Like Shazam is good movies, and Black and Birds of Prey are good movies. But like, 
like he said, how are they going to exist if you're planning to build a new, like an, a cohesive universe right. that includes a, a good Justice League movie? All right. I feel like DC gave up on that a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, probably. They, I, I'm thinking whoever. the more that I see from them, I kind of think that's the the sense of it all. Yeah, but I mean that being said, some of the movies they came out with that aren't really like I don't want to say in universe like Birds of Prey. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, what was it? The Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah, yeah. Were great, were fun movies to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll keep on watching them. But yeah. And then the last thing is, man, I'm super excited. This is going to be really funny. But Nickelodeon is putting out a, a like a Smash Bros game, but with all the Nickelodeon characters. So like Ren and Stimpy, Powder Toast Man, <laughs> Rugrats, like all these, and it's like Smash Bros. Like you get Man. to fight and stuff. So it'll be pretty fun. And they and they they released some info saying how some of their moves are gonna be like based off of memes that people have created from like SpongeBob and yeah. stuff. So okay. it'll be kind of fun and cute. You know? All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> yeah, this, guy, this dude. Yeah. I'm going to call dibs on the Rocket Power team. Rocket Power. They, uh, I don't know if anybody remembers this. I hope they do. But uh, the Flash games on the computers were like from like 2000, from like 99 to like 2009 maybe. So there's a good 10 years where you go to Nickelodeon.com or CartoonNetwork.com and there was a plethora of free. Oh, games I remember those. Yeah, and there was a game like that on Nickelodeon uh, where you could all those play. sites used to have that stuff, man. Yeah, no, Cartoon man, Network, all that. Yeah, Samurai Jack game used to play that all the time. It was fun, man. Yeah, those man, were fun. What you got, man? You guys came with like light news. You guys like fun light? stuff, fun stuff, like super fun stuff. Fuck. I've got all the dour shit. Let's yeah. go. I thought I was prepared. Well, that we're, yeah, we're here We're here to be fun. Danny's going to be like, all right, guys, guess, all right. guess who dies this week in this comics? Is, yeah, <laughs> this, uh, get out your, your black gear. We're, we're heading your down eyeliner. here. Fucking your 60 eyeliner. minutes over here. No, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ed Bradley. Like, oh, Jesus. I'm to ruin my whole week. I'm like, Andy Rooney. Yeah. I like my pancakes before you. Yeah. Uh, yelling at clouds. No. So uh, Mondo sent a, a link earlier in the week about Marvel, and this is this is this is wild. I hope it has a happy ending. Yeah. But Marvel is suing to retain oh, yeah, yeah. characters' rights. Yes. Uh, for a lot of their properties, a lot of their Avengers, mm-hmm. a lot of their you know just a lot of B, C, D list characters. Uh, the one, and I don't, I don't really think this would have happened. And I told Mondo, it's like this is a, this is a retaliatory move. Mm-hmm. This is a countersuit because the Ditko estate brought suit against Marvel Comics for the return of the rights to two of their characters that uh, Steve Ditko co-created. Those two characters, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and Spider Man. Yes. And you take those two characters out, and you are looking at a collapse mm-hmm. of the next five years of Marvel God. movies, the entire MCU. Because Spider Man's rated, what did you say, Danny? Like number three as far as like most popular? I think popular. he's number two. Number two? Most right popular. behind Superman, the most recognizable, most popular uh, superhero in the world. Not, not Texas, not America. The world. Not, yeah, the world. You show Superman and Spider-Man, everybody knows who exactly who they yeah. are. Um, so, And I think that's kind of what people should realize, too, when you're, like, when you're watching these films and you're critiquing it. Man, I wish this would be this way, or I wish they would hurry up and make this character or drop them in. There's a lot of, like, riots and copyrights and people trying to get paid what they're owed. Before this stuff goes to film, so well, it's a it, it hinges on a, a work for hire thing. Yeah. Are these you know work for hire creations and the lawsuits that have come before? There's precedent already where, mm-hmm. uh, like Bill Finger had to fight his oh, his man. whole estate had to fight for co creator uh, rights on Batman because without Bill mm-hmm. Finger, we have a terrible Batman. Oh, He's gosh. wearing a red jumpsuit mm-hmm. with really crazy bat wings and a mask like mm-hmm. a like a domino mask not his he, full he, cowl with he looks the, like mr incredible yeah like oh yeah from the incredibles looks like mr with incredible bat, with bat wings with two bat wings <laughs> yeah. yeah um without bill finger um jack kirby's estate has sued mm-hmm. and jack kirby god man established so it just like, breaks he, my heart man. he almost he he damn near created the entire marvel universe yeah. With his, his input on Captain America, the X-Men, the Avengers, the Hulk, Thor, 
the Fantastic Four. Like you look at any a lot of those characters, that's Jack Kirby. Um, he created the New Gods for DC Universe. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's why I don't really like... Didn't he hop over to DC on some disagreements with Marvel? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the New Gods came from. That's where the New Gods came from. And that's where, like, I really don't like um, putting, like, Stan Lee on a pedestal. Not that he wasn't valuable to Marvel, that he wasn't a a great storyteller or anything like that. Stan Lee had a lot of good ideas, yeah. But it's just that Jack Kirby doesn't get any credit at all. Stan Lee was a better salesman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's think, what it was. I think it's fair to say that whenever Stan Lee's name is mentioned, Jack Kirby's name should always be right there. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's yes. what Danny was saying with the Bill Finger thing. I mean, it wasn't until what maybe here recently, recently that he won his case. And if you so, for example, if you look at all the um, like the um, Tim Burton Batman's, they all say Batman created by Bob Kane. And I think it wasn't maybe until like maybe the second or third Dark Knight movie that it says. Bob, Bob King, King and, and Bill, Bill Finger. Finger. Wow, is that recent? That's, yeah. that's recent, wow. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then you have, like, uh, the Superman case. Yes. Where it was a work-for-hire, quote-unquote, uh, that the Siegel and Schuster families took to court. Like, no, this was their creation, right. and they wanted to license it. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they were initially paid $150 for that's Superman. That's crazy. Yeah. Finessed. For exactly, yeah. exactly. And then what Superman goes on to create billions, generate Jeez. billions in revenue for Warner Brothers. Now, if you look at it, whenever Super, they, they take them to court. But whenever you look at Superman or Supergirl or any of the super characters yeah. appearing, is it like with uh, special uh, special accommodations with the yeah. Siegel and Schuster family, something like that. And And then on top of that, to add insult to injury... The artist didn't even get to keep their original artwork at the time. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing with Kirby, too. Yeah. He's got tons and tons of pages that are lost uh-huh. in the Marvel vaults yeah. that he's been suing to try to get back. All that time. And, and so that not only did they only get paid a fraction of what creators get paid today, but they didn't even get to keep their original work. It went to the studio. And and now Neil Adams later fought really hard to get that change to where, you know, they get to, you got to keep your original work and stuff. Man, but that's, that's wild. Yeah, man, it is crazy. Wild. So I, th- I think we're going to be into a point where it, I don't want to say it's going to be a win-win because whatever happens, um, I I honestly think they're going to move to where Marvel's going to pay the money. I hope so. To keep them in. They're yeah, so. I think so. Because they, I'm pretty sure they have it to spare. Well, yeah. worst, so go ahead. No, and then worst case scenario, the, um, the families get the rights back to those characters. Mm-hmm. And then we have like a, uh, almost like a Ninja Turtle style series where it's uh, or that solo where we have a solo Spider-Man universe. Then we have a solo mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange universe. Yeah. I'll, I'll read those because you know they're going to recruit whoever they can, yeah. top names on it. And yeah. I don't want to throw anything out of uh, possibilities because yeah. it, it might happen. You know, it might be the case where uh, Marvel goes on without Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Well, okay, so, and I'm looking at it bigger, and I keep saying Warner Brothers when I mean DC, and I yeah. should be saying Disney yeah. when I'm referring to Marvel, because yeah. it is Disney, yeah. Disney. And they've got billions of dollars. They can afford Dude. to pay these, these creators yes. what they're owed. And I'm not just talking about the originators. I'm talking about new creators. The new creators mm-hmm. the ones who influence a lot of these stories as well. Because mm-hmm. there's, you know, like, uh, Civil War was uh, was a different book from when Captain America was first created. Yeah, it was Mark Miller. Yeah, Mark Miller and uh, Steve McNiven. Those guys should be paid because they, they ripped an image straight from Civil War. Yeah. yeah. Where Captain America and Iron Man Wasn't, are blasting. Like, he's got a yes, shield up and Iron yes. Man blasts. That's, that's directly from the comics. So what, that's a Mark Miller, Steve McNiven. They should be paid for that. Absolutely. Was it Tom King that made that tweet or somebody that was saying... That they were all for Batman creators getting a sum from yeah right like the major yeah. like major creators like you're talking yeah. about like Jim Lee Jim Lee um, uh, who else Frank Miller Frank Miller Neil these, Adams yes. Denny O'Neill yes because Denny O'Neill oh, a lot of people man. think Frank Miller brought us the Dark Knight no Denny O'Neill brought us the Dark Knight the true detective the gritty mm-hmm. from the 70s the kind of pulp hero Batman where like yeah he's getting his hands in the dirt and everything and he's really investigating stuff and, and really taking on uh the bad guys yeah. that was Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams cuz before that it was the pow punch bam biff uh Batman the goofy oh I'm Batman of Zurinaw and everything from uh 
the fifties and sixties where it just like all right. My yeah. my favorite storyline that really shook me from Batman was Batman Venom, which was right before um Bane, right? Like the Venom that oh, caused yeah, yeah, Bane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Batman he tries to he's battling in the sewers, right? And he's trying to save this girl from drowning and he, and he doesn't save her. Like he it like he can't he's not strong enough to lift this rock. So he, he, oh, yeah. so he takes the steroid. Shit. He takes the this guy approaches him, this mysterious guy, and was like, "Hey, you know, if, if you've been struggling, but it, hey, that's, man, you yeah. want to try some of this stuff? Pretty much, Make, right? Strong, bro. Pretty it's much. And you're thinking, yeah. and you're thinking, and you're thinking, oh, Batman's not going to do this. He's going to take this guy to jail because he's trying to prison. And Batman's like, no, like I need to do this. Give like, it to me, whatever it takes. So he yeah. starts, yeah. So then he starts like acting like out of character, and it's like the darkest Batman. And it's a great run. It's like a six issue miniseries. Yeah. And it just Alfred put detoxes him and locks him in the Batcave and and uh, you know, it's crazy. But it's a good That's it's a cool. good story. And Dennis really Den- cool. Yeah, but that was Den- that Den- Dennis O'Neill wrote that and that Who was the artist on that? Norm Brayfogel or No, it was um ah, what's his name? It was it because Brayfogel I think was afterwards. Trevor Von Eden. Mm, That's yeah. who it was, Trevor yeah, Von yeah, Eden. Yeah. She's good, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so, like, these suits and countersuits are coming up. The family, the estates. Because Gene Colan's involved in one, and he's fighting for Ghost Rider. Uh, like I said, the Ditko yeah. estate is fighting for Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, you know, there's a bunch of them that are just out there. And Disney is just like, all right, fine, we're just going to gather them all up. And counters through the lot all at one time. Right. But I'm hoping, and this is based off of re- even more recent news, uh, the Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, she got settled. Yes. She got paid, yes. 40 she, million, right? 40, mil, 40, 40 million. Good, man. That is good. That is great. Good, Fantastic. Dude. Good for her. I would have hated for them to end on bad terms because I, I loved Black Widow. And I thought Scarlett Johansson made a really good Black Widow. And, you know, now, yeah, she's not Black Widow anymore. She's not going to do Black Widow. But that that means, but this leaves the door open mm-hmm. just in case, you know? And that's what's crazy is because even heavy comic readers like us, when they said Black Widow was going to be on the main, like the main team, the main um, roster, I was like, yeah. what? Out of all the characters, like... And she really made me love Black Widow. Oh, yeah. I went and bought all those uh, team-ups with Black Widow and Daredevil. Because, yeah, before I oh, was like, man. Black Widow? Yes. Really? Ugh. I think I think my favorite Black Widow book is uh, Black Widow when they introduce Yelena Belova. Mm-hmm. And that's with J.G. Jones and Devin Grayson. And that's it's a really great run. It's like three issues, super quick. But, man, it's such a good book. Uh, they introduced the Yelena Black Widow in Russia to replace uh, uh, Natasha. And, like, as far as Natasha knows, she's still the Black Widow. Uh-huh. But now there's this new Black Widow assassin trying to get rid of her so she can be – so she can, like, become the new Black Widow. Damn, I've been there. I've trained my replacement before. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah. So – but, I mean, hopefully – like like I said, uh, Scarlett Johansson settled with Disney on her lawsuit for the Black Widow movie. She made forty million, and that was on top of the twenty million she got paid for starring in it. Mm-hmm. So I think I personally loved that they did the movies at home because it's a pandemic. I don't yes. want to risk my life to go see a movie. I will, but I don't want to. <laughs> right? If I have the Same. choice, if I have the choice, and I think it's important. This is going to sound really weird, but I think it's important for the actors, too. I mean, it's like us. Imagine, you know, putting in a lot of work and then, and then not, yeah, putting you're, it out. You're counting on that back-end payment. Yeah. You know? I don't, Look, it's million dollars. I don't know what uh, she's counting on. Maybe she has to buy a $40 million yacht. <laughs> she put a down payment on, like, guys, right. I th- look, yeah. they're going to come <laughs> gonna and come take and my take- boat. They're gonna God. take my boat. I need the rest of this. Money. I need my fourth boat, man. I can't have an <laughs> yeah. odd number of boats. Okay, like, but it's true because also, also actors, you know, they love their work too. So imagine putting all that time and effort into it and then not seeing a result, a result as a as a creative person. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think it's gonna be like a, an anti power move. Yeah, like, yeah. To, to but I'm glad they did that. So I'm, so I'm I'm really hoping that 
like with Black Widow, yeah. Marvel slash Disney and these creators come to some sort of agreement where they're capable of appearing courtesy of the Ditko family or the Colin family or whomever, you know, created them. I, I really hope that that's the case and that creators do start getting paid because they're making they're making bank off these like, off these movies off these characters off these ideas off these stories. It's all bank, yeah. dude. Merch, all that stuff. One of the coolest things I could see them doing is right whenever the movie ends, before the credits hit, if you have the this move this film was inspired by, and then you have the list of the book readings of mm, of the comics. That'd be inspired. awesome, dude. Like for Civil War. Civil War numbers yeah. one through six by Mark Miller. Yeah, and then you have like that'd all the be other cool. Like that. Why haven't they done yeah. that? Nobody's gonna pay attention to that. No, but it, it, it'd you, be cool. No, you're right. It in, would uh, be cool, but no one's gonna pay attention well, to it. I remember in here, right here in Waco. Uh, so if it happened here in Waco, it had to happen everywhere else. This is before Waco was popping. I, oh shit, that sounds weird to say. This is before Waco was popular. <laughs> popular, but, yeah, that's good. Popular, that's a better um, term. But uh, they. Uh, I think it might have been Bankston's that would, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, uh, Brent, uh, but it might have been other folks, but they would have comic stands at the No, they would. The oh, yeah. No, it was Bankston's. They totally would. Bankston's would, yep. Why haven't, I mean, it uh, uh, might have been a monetary thing, but that should be a, th a normal thing. Right. That should be. It's a lot of work, and it's normal now for people to go watch a movie and then automatically go buy merch as opposed to like, Going to watch another movie and saying, "Why are you guys set up here at the movie theaters with Spider-Man stuff?" Yeah. It's like, "Oh, there's a new Spider-Man movie. Check it out. These are the comics that they're based off." Yeah, you, you got to remember that when uh, Brett was doing this, this was before. This was pre 2008 when Iron Man hit. Yeah, mm -hmm. this was still. I think it was even before the Batman Begins. The no, last because Spider-Man, Spider-Man was the first. Well, I think one of the first ones that they were set Spider -Man up. Spider-Man and Daredevil yeah. and oh, God. and I Daredevil. think <laughs> I, I remember being a kid like that. I need to get the suit. I think that's what happened. Is like too many bad movies happened, yeah. <laughs> and then you know they a lot of the comic shops were like I don't know, and it didn't it didn't take off. And then once movie theaters. Once these good movies started hitting, movie theaters were like, oh, we, we don't want to share our revenue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those things. Because I remember at a time, too, they started putting out little, like, free variant cover books. Really? For, like, Alamo Draft House. You get a free Alamo variant. They're not worth nothing, but it's just, like, whatever movie had came out, you got that little Iron Man comic or whatever, you know? Yeah. Anyways, that's 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 the new that's, that's my news. The news. heavy cool. the heavy heavy stuff. heavy stuff. You know, real <sighs> world real world implications here. Gosh. These guys are talking about yeah, the comic book universe, <laughs> and this is gonna be fun. This is great, and here I am. Oh, actually, money. There might not be fun anymore. Yeah, like, you might lose your favorite characters, guys. Don't give up your hopes and dreams, kids. <laughs> so, um, what did you guys read this week and last week? This week and last week, absolutely. Uh, that script. It's Did you really? Yeah, hey. I read it. Got edits in the car, man. Ready to Look go. at that, this guy. Um, what did I read? I read X Men. Did I read X Men? Yeah, X -Men. you guys read Inferno, right? I read X Men and Inferno. Yeah, yes, X -Men because it came out back to back, like right. yep. uh, last week and this week. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I'm trying to think. What else did I read? Oh my goodness. You okay? No. <laughs> Because I know I read, I know I read something else, and I can't remember what I read. Oh no, he read Batman and forgot it. He forgot about what he read. No, no, I will never forget. I am Batman. That was three weeks ago. That are, did you read it? Did you read that? You haven't read it. Did I haven't. You, That's the Luke, it Luke Fox one, right? Yeah, I haven't read it yet. Oh, all right, all right. Um, I'll wait for the trade. Yeah, I can't remember. Mono, what did you read? That's it, the script, dude. The script. I didn't have time to read anything this week. We'll get into, we'll get into the script. Yeah, yeah. What did you read, Joey? Man, I picked up late, but I picked up some good stuff. Um, Inferno was an absolute roller coaster. Oh, man. It was so good. I can't wait to see what happens next. Hick Hickman's going out with a bang. Yeah. Boom, boom. Um, and then uh, I didn't know I was going to fall in love with this book, but Dark Hawk by Kyle Higgins and uh, Juanan Ramirez and Eric Arsenio. Oh, yeah. I'm pronouncing that right. Sorry if I'm let me not. See, let me see the, the Ramirez. Because I, I remember um, I picked up, uh, yeah. So there's this new Dark yeah, Hawk yeah, named okay, Connor cool. Young. Mm -hmm. and uh, looks dope, the costume. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks awesome. There's a joke. In they here. beefed him up. Yeah, there's Dude. a joke in here uh, whenever he pops in. It's like, who's that? There's a guy's like, a better war machine? <laughs> like, a better looking war machine? Hey. Like that. Hey. Um, but, uh, but no, man, Kyle Higgins is having a lot of fun. For those that don't know, Kyle Higgins is uh, the guy that's coming off the heels of the Power Rangers one, Power Rangers run from Boom Studios. Um, he uh, he brought uh, the Power Rangers universe in the comics and refreshed it. Into Real it. fast. So. Isn't he also writing Radiant Black? Yes. Radiant Black. I read that, too. Seven, number seven? Yes, yes. So that's really good, too. You guys you should check out Radiant Black. It's only seven issues so far. Right. But, man, it's a really good story. It's it's uh, Power Rangers for people who don't like Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to grab that. All right. I need to grab that. Thing. Yeah. It's Power Rangers not for kids. Exactly. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Or Joey. Oh, oh, oh no, man. Uh, but Dark, bah, Hawk, Dark Hawk hit me so hard, man. Yeah. Uh, so I'm an athlete, and I've gone through some things where right. I've been in the situations where I don't know if I can continue the sport. Yeah. And that's pretty much the gist of what oh, happens nice. here. Connor Young. Uh, uh, that's for, a beauty of comics, man. Forgive yeah. me for the name oh, yeah. of the the of the disease that he has, but he hits it, and he's like, um, the, the as the comic goes on, it's almost like is that dark MS? side is. Uh, multiple, sclero- multiple yes. sclerosis. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Multiple Dang. sclerosis. And, yeah. Uh, so like it's it's done in a way where you like you think that okay this guy might have like some cosmic powers going on right. because it's illustrated in a way like where he's like warped in a way mm-hmm. and then you find out no he has a disease. Wow. And there's that scene I, I screenshot and I, yeah, yeah. I was like damn man uh, I, I was getting hit by it and um, it, it's Kyle Higgins fashion where shit just randomly comes out of nowhere. Radiant black, the the little black hole just randomly there. Yeah. <laughs> this one, the stone just random. I'm sure it'll get explained later on, but it Probably. just randomly flies in. Yeah. Um, and he transforms into Darkhawk. And uh, Connor oh, wow. Young is the new guy, That's but tight, he still yeah. has his disease and it still bothers him in the second issue. Um, and in the second issue, we find out there's a twist with his uh, his friend, I think, where his friend is a member of these like uh, these these like high tech powered gangs, mm-hmm. um, and they're robbing people. And it's like his friend never had the talent that Connor had, so he mm. had to go through some outside resources to try to find a way to to provide for his family. Um, towards you, Connor had like the scholarships and all that lined up. Does it compare? How did have you ever read any like Darkhawk from like the nineties or anything? I have not. So this is my first introduction to to Darkhawk as a character. Okay. And um, I'm, I'm pretty excited with it. So I want to read more back into it. Um, and uh, Miles Morales and Gank pop in. They they show up at a shoe release. And really? Yeah. They show up at a shoe Dude, release. Dude, that's so in. tight. Like uh, like their sneaker heads? Yeah. Nice. And cool. so it's in line. And uh, the guy, like, uh, he's like, Connor Young is right here. Connor Young, he's going to be a, a <laughs> D1 prospect. And he cuts in line. And guess who he cuts in line in front of? Oh, okay. In front of Miles, Miles Morales. And then Gank is like, you should tell him who you are. And then Miles is like, shut up. Yeah. So it, it was fun. That's man. fun. That's man. fun. I love, I love the little moments yes. like that when they do that in Heck comics. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was such a fun book, man. I, uh, so I, I'm, I'm a... I was a fan of Kyle Higgins, but this, this series with Darkhawk really made me like, you know what? Whatever Kyle Higgins writes from now on, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick up a number one Look and see where it goes from there. So yeah. shout out to Kyle Higgins, man. Shout out Kyle It was Higgins. fun. It was a good book. It sounds fun. It sounds fun. But yeah, um, but uh, for the X-Men, we need to talk about Inferno because that's going to segue us into our main topic for today. Can we do, yeah, can we do X-Men real fast? The first three issues. Yeah. X-Men 3? X-Men is one, two, and three. Just just like an overview. Oh, yeah. So oh, they've okay. had a, like, uh, global catastrophes that they've had to, incursions almost, I guess, right? Yeah. And so each one, and then it's a pattern now. Because three is a pattern, you know? Uh, one's an accident, two's like, okay. Coincidence. Or yeah, like coincidence, three's a pattern. So they've had global incursions on each one, and the third one, you finally find out that, hey, someone is throwing shit, literal shit, literal problems at the Earth, and the X-Men are the ones who are catching it. And that, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really neat, and, and it's revealed by the high evolutionary. Um, I love the pettiness of uh, Mr. Sinister. Oh man, uh, that's what y'all oh, talking. Oh, that's Herbert, what y'all talking Herbert about. Herbert finally showed up. Herbert finally showed up. Oh man, I love the pettiness of Mister Sinister because oh. Herbert he wouldn't be anything without my work. You know, wow. like that's just like 
the writing is so great. <laughs> just these little, like you and Kyle Higgins and the little moments. I love the little moments, the little uh, character interactions, mm-hmm. you know, and like, oh, that guy, yeah, sure, whatever. So it's it's great. Um, but the action, because first three episodes, first three issues have played out like television episodes or cartoon, yeah. and they've been so chock full of actions. They just, you know, big, big, heavy uh, explosions and set pieces and the characters, multiple characters doing things, working together to save the day. Nice. It's been amazing. And I'm I'm really liking where this new X-Men series is going. For sure. Um, but it's not going to last long because why? Kyle. No, sorry, not Kyle. Jonathan Hickman is leaving. Jonathan Hickman is leaving. And what is he leaving us with? Inferno. Inferno. So now we can talk Inferno. So who's going to take off with Inferno? Who's going to be doing that book? No, Jonathan Hickman's still oh, writing oh, it. Oh, that's, oh, that's his. That's his this uh, is his swamp okay, song, gotcha, I guess, gotcha. for the yeah. X okay. books. And man, oh, well, that's good. One. Well, that's good. So it's... There's, the, the, the tr- there's so much going on. Yeah. A, a lot of the threads, a lot of the plot lines that he put out from that he started with, with House, House of X and Powers of Ten, a lot of those... Uh, Plot lines are coming. Oh, cool! Together now, he's yeah. starting to close them off. So Inferno, I'll be the like, the fan questioning be about the stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah, Joey yeah. today. So, so this Inferno, it's taking off right after Powers of Ten and House of X, or it's kind no. Of like, so Powers of Ten, House of X started this whole new X Men line, right? And they've developed over the last two, three years, three years. right? Which is three all the X Force, all that stuff, right? Yeah, all of that. So Inferno is taking not just Powers of Ten, House of X, X of Swords, and- X of, but it's taking all of that stuff in the middle that we've been reading for the last two years, and now it's putting a big bow on top of it. Got it. Wrapping it all up and nice. ending. That's uh, a good way to put that. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. But it's uh, the the three. There's like a, a triple play between uh, Moria McTaggart, Mystique. Man. Well, not Mystique. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, uh, Moria McTaggart, Mystique, and Destiny, and then uh, Xavier, Charles Nair. Charles yeah. Nair. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Xavier and Magneto. Magneto. And it's so cool how he's having like, the the boards move around. Yeah. Oh, and man. in between, there's some moments where it almost gets overshadowed, like Bishop, like or uh, there's a moment where Cyclops steps down as uh, the head captain, head, yeah, head captain of, of the Quiet Council, I think, right? Of Krakoa. Of Krakoa. So he's like, they have military leaders on Krakoa because it's a nation now. Yep. And he's one of the, they have four captains. It's him, Magic. Uh, Gorgon and who is the fourth captain? I think it's Psylocke now. No, she's taking Gorgon's place. Okay. Oh, it was Bishop. It was Bishop. Yeah. So he was a captain. Uh, but now Cyclops is stepping down as head captain. He's still going to be a captain, but Bishop is now taking the lead That's of right. that. Yeah. He said he couldn't lead the X Men and Krakoa at the right. same time. Yeah. I thought that was really cool about Cyclops. To, to it was really cool. Down. Yeah. So um, there's that interaction going on. Uh, you have uh, Moira McTaggart, who I don't I don't know if we discussed it before, but she's a mutant. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's lived multiple yeah. lives, and she knows everything that's going to happen every yeah, time. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't. Yeah, every time the X Men lose to humanity, mm-hmm. she's cataloged that she has the ability to be reborn. Yeah, be reborn with all of her memories and knowledge. That's crazy. Of yeah. Of her previous lives. Yeah, so there's been a lot of time where she helped Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, there's been some times where she, like... Aligned herself with Magneto. Yeah. She, yeah. Dang. And uh, so, like, I think it was in... Wasn't it House of X whenever Charles reads her mind? And it's yeah. like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's really cool to call it back. But um, there's... Uh, what you call it? We find out from Destiny that... Because um, Moria thinks that she's just immortal. Yeah. Like, she'll just keep on going and going and going. Uh, and uh, Destiny's like, I only foresee 10 lives, 11 maybe if you listen yeah, to me, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then uh, she kind of spills her kryptonite, and that's like, mm-hmm. if she dies as a child before her, uh, which before her, her powers kick right. in. Right. Because she, mutant mutant powers, the X gene kicks in at puberty. Right. Right. And she's like, uh, well, how can I believe? She's like, well, you're a scientist. How would you do it? She's like, test it and find out. Yep. She's like, so you could either do it or you could listen to me. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the pettiness, like, they, doesn't destiny again destiny burn like pyro she burns her but he's like do it slow 
So she realizes uh, she remembers. She yeah. remembers. Uh, so she remembers. Yeah. yeah. And so because in, in that in that lifetime, I think it was her third life. Yeah. That she had developed a quote unquote cure for mutant genes. Yes. And then she comes back to it at the uh, towards the end. Dude, that's what I like about this whole run, starting from House of um, House of X and stuff, is the mutants are just like, you know, you've read mutants about the X-Men and other books or just mutants in general. And they're very like empathetic and like, well, people just don't understand us. Like everybody now is just like, fuck it. Like we're, we're going to be petty. Like this is, this is who we are. We're just going to be ourselves with everybody, even our own kind. Like, yeah. Well, I, the most interesting, like all that, the destiny reveal, uh, more McTaggart, all her lives lived and everything. Yeah. I thought that was great. But the thing that got me, was the opening of Inferno when X-Force and it's X-Force is Domino, mm-hmm. Wolverine, yeah. and Kid Omega go onto the Orcus uh, satellite that is going around the sun and they are attempting to nullify Nimrod, the ultimate Damn. sentinel. And because Jonathan Hickman is great at this. He's, he's also a graphic designer. And if you look at the interior page of... Uh, Inferno, he's got a diagram. This is like the book shows them attacking uh, Orcus, but he's got a diagram that shows it's not the first time. They have failed on this mission multiple times. So it's like a log of like where they went wrong. Oh my God, that is so dope. And so it shows each time, each attempt. So it shows X-Force yeah. trying to get in there. It shows Magneto trying to throw the satellite into the sun oh and being God. overwhelmed yeah. by, uh, what are the engines called? The forged Dyson engines. The Dyson engines. The They have forged Dyson engines that are counteracting Magneto's powers. Wow. And he dies. After 30 minutes, Magneto has an aneurysm and dies. <sighs> Look at that. Whoa. I mean, and then, like, uh, Magneto and Forge try yeah. again later on. And uh, so that diagram leads yeah. into the book. They're making, they make the, uh, the discovery that these teams keep trying to attack us. But it's the same team. So yeah. what's going they're like being reborn with only a certain amount of knowledge. You know? Yeah. So they're 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 put they're piecing it together that the X-Men have a resurrection protocol. But there's somewhere where the backup is failing because they only have so much knowledge up to that point. I totally missed that. You've got to read. Holy See, that's fuck. why. That's why you've got to read. Like when when you're reading Hickman, you've got to pay attention to the little graphic design God. elements that yeah. he throws in there, because it's not it's that not just my, fluff. That was my mistake when I read the House of Yes, because I was when they were talking about how Sinister was redoing. Um, all he the was making the chimeras codes. and everything. Yeah, I was like, what is going on? And then I went back and read all the little. Yes. I was like, holy crud! Like yes, yeah, yeah. So that all that stuff informs a lot of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You really pick up a lot of that extra stuff. Joey's mind is blown. He's dude, I'm blown. He's dude. literally looking at the book, jaw agape, and just kind of like, oh, like, eyes wow. glossed over, like, oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe I missed all of that. Like my my biggest takeaway from the book was like the the final act. Whenever uh, Moria is trying to make a deal, or whenever Moria talks to Aaron no, she's Charles. trying to prevent. Trying to prevent uh, destiny, destiny from being resurrected. Right, so it's just like burn the burn everything, burn Inferno. every every uh, ounce of DNA you have over every uh, record, every file on record, whatever you have over, burn it away. We have to make sure because destiny is the one who killed Moira in previous mm-hmm. lives when she came up with the cure for mutantdom, and she doesn't want that again because, like you said, Joey. Mora has that book with the, uh, the formula. Cure. Yeah, the cure. So it's still around. Yeah. And then the the coolest part of this book, like the, the checkmate, if you will, is whenever... They're at the Quiet Council. They've set up a Quiet can- Council of uh, like the strongest and most empath- em- empathetic mutants. Oh, okay. So it's like 12. 
and they've got like one side is all the strongest and one side is uh, full of empathy and care and love, you know, trying to mesh together mutantdom. Uh, they've had a couple of mutants leave. Jean Grey left. She abandoned her post to be part of the X-Men and Apocalypse left. Apocalypse was a part of the Quiet Council. Uh, he left uh, to become king of Araco or whatever. The other, oh, yeah, so he's yeah. on Mars? He's on the island, so he oh, may be on Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. stayed behind on the island. I didn't oh. know that. Yeah. That's t- I missed a couple of things. So he abandoned, that was that happened in Sword of, Swords of X. And then at this council meeting. Uh, so at this council meeting, uh, Eric and, and, and Charles bring up the idea, hey, you know, we've got some empty seats and seasons change. And, and so they're what they're planning, oh, what they were planning to do is have Mystique step down from the council. Like if they could strip her of any kind of power, then she couldn't demand that destiny be res- resurrected because that's her wife. Yeah. She couldn't if she she's not on the council, then we don't really right. have to listen to her anymore. Right. And so they're like putting all these words out there, they're really kind of uh, influencing the way people are thinking. And they're like, wait, are you suggesting some of us retire or leave the council once? And, you know, Eric Mag- Magneto is like, well, you know, I would do it, but my call to serve mutantdom is too strong, you know? And, and Charles is like, yeah, I think we should, though, replace some of the seats. And I'm not just talking about the empty seats that we have. And that's when Mystique chimes up that, oh, well, if we want to replace some seats, I have the perfect nominee. And with like without missing a beat, in walks a, a newly resurrected destiny. Damn. But the way it happens is that. The way it happens is cold. She walks in, Mystique kisses her hand, and then you see. Mr. Sinister with his bitch ass smile, just like cheesing oh, so snap, hard, bro. And then you have uh, Charles, like just like fuck. And then Magneto's like pouting like an old man. And then when you turn the page and you finally see it, like Destiny like throws her cape around and like sits next to him. And then Mystique is. Then shall like, we shall put we it vote? to a vote? Yeah. And then Dang. end. That's tight. Because that's a, a, that's a checkmate move. Yeah. Well, how is. do you how do you do how do you deny? Because Mystique, I don't know if anybody knows, Mystique is a very powerful mutant. Mm-hmm. She's not a fighter. She's a precog. Mm-hmm. So she can tell the future. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, she's a precog. She I can just thought see she was a shapeshifter. Future. No, not Mystique. Destiny. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. sorry yeah. yeah. Destiny. Destiny is a very powerful mutant. Yeah. She can see the future. So, like, she was always very dangerous. I don't know how Freedom Force always lost. But she was very like she could see the lo- the loss coming and tell yeah. them, hey, do this instead. But uh, you know, it's always in the hands of the writers. But if you wrote her correctly, oh, dude, man, badass, bro. yeah, it's like uh, it's like putting Domino's luck with uh, you know just happenstance and everything. Everything always works out for. Her. You can see the the pitfalls, and she can guide you around them. Is she one of the most powerful, like, fortunes, or not fortune, but uh, future seers in the Marvel Universe? I think so. Yeah? I, yeah. Well, uh, so she's advanced in age, uh, her character. Um, so she's been a mutant a long time and has had a long time to perfect her uh, abilities. You know, So when uh, I think the first time I saw her was in, like, the Mark Silvestri Avengers versus X Men book. Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Oh. Foreshadowing. And, yeah, foreshadowing. So they had the Freedom Force in that book, and uh, oh, they yeah. like they like delved into the backstory of a lot of these characters, mm-hmm. and it turned out, yeah, Destiny's Destiny's an older woman, and so she's been doing this a long time, like hidden, and finally, I guess the government captured all, uh, just rounded up a bunch of mutants. Her and Mystique and the Blob and Avalanche and Pyro, just call them the Freedom Force. The Freedom yeah. Force. It's tight. So yeah, so man, that that twist at the end of Inferno is really good. Um, the opening is really good. The middle is really good. It's good. Yeah, the book is good. It's such a good book. Yeah, that's tight, man. So, but yeah. So speaking of, 
uh, foreshadowing and all that stuff. Avengers versus X Men. Is that what we really want to talk today? Are we are so. we going down this path? We're going down this path, bro. So we're gonna go down this path. We're gonna before, become enemies. <laughs> before we go down this path, let's find out how we got onto this path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how did this article come about? Who I forgot who shared it. Well, it, I found it online. I found it like on comic book resources. I think. But I think the community kind of blew. The it community right? kind of blew it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the release of X-Men 3 last week and Inferno this week. Those are big books. Mm-hmm. So a lot of comic readers online. Oh, yeah. In 3, they were called the Avengers. We love the Avengers. Yeah, we yeah. love the Avengers. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That happened. That That's a beautiful moment. We love you guys, the Avengers. Um, but the online community really took off and ran with it about who could beat who, the Avengers or the X-Men. Like if we're really, if we're really studying it, and I think they were going with uh, movie rosters, which I guess I don't want to do movie rosters. No, I want to do the do comic book rosters. Comic book rosters. So I'll start off with this. I'm a little one-sided on it, and I might be a little naive, but I think the X-Men would overpower the Avengers. You think, you think, you the think so? You think I, the X-Men will watch the Avengers? I think the Avengers would Stomp the X Men, and I love. I'm X Men, bro. Oh, like I'm mutant. I'm mutant proud. Like I think the Avengers would stomp the X Men. Let me tell you why. Because I feel like Here we go. I <laughs> feel like why. I feel like some X Men don't really align with X Men. Perfect example: Beast. I, I see Beast, him. Beast ultimately is an Avenger. I End see of the day. him. Yes, I see him more as an Avenger than I do as any part of any X team. So think of. Just that example and spread that over all the people who have been associated with X-Men and Avengers and who they would align with, right? For me, I think... He's got to go cosmic. He's going he's he's to expand no, the roster. No, 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 no. Oh, go ahead. Just go ahead. two. Just two? Just you think, two. You think two? Just two. Okay. And remember, you're going You're going with just two, and we're, we're using comic book right. versions of these yes, characters. Okay. Correct. Okay. The current comic versions. I mean, Inferno might have changed my mind a little bit, but we'll see. Um, Charles Xavier and Magneto. I'll give you one guy who can counter that. <laughs> and, and we're doing current comic book versions. Current. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. One guy. Because he's got it. He's he's Dude, he's built nanotech to... to to counteract Magneto's Magneto. magne- yes. magnetism, and he's got shields against Charles Xavier's. Did you not read the gala? Did you not read the X Men gala when he showed up and they had the like the the little uh, boutonnieres that all the guests were supposed to wear? And Tony Stark was like, "Oh, I know what these do. Trust me, I'm not wearing mine." And Quentin Choir, uh, Kid Omega, is like, "Well, you know, whatever." Would you mind taking off your sunglasses? Like, oh, no, I'm not taking off my sunglasses either because these things prevent you yeah. from reading my mind. Yeah. He doesn't have them on all the time. It's in his armor. Bro, what if the they, fuck are you talking dude, about? If they battled, he would have armor. Like, oh, yeah. come on, Joey. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you think he was going to roll up while he's chilling at the Avengers Tower playing <laughs> Fortnite? Yeah. And he's going to roll up like, pop, pop. Like, <laughs> you, got, you got Magneto and Professor Xavier oh, rolling man. up like the wire, like trying to post yeah. those. Yeah. He's right there. He's right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're eating shawarma looking ass. <laughs> but no, like, I... I before you said that, I mean, I thought that um, that was a good that was a good combo. I yeah. saw where you were going though. Yeah, because yeah, to me, they're the perfect sword and shield. Right. Well, that's the thing is because when X Men are written in X Men books, you think Omega level mutants that nobody can top them, right? Like that is the top. But like Danny says, you have to look throughout comics, different situations, different characters. Like if it's the very first meeting yeah. of Magneto and Iron Man, Magneto washes Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But Iron Man is not like if you look at every single Iron, even in the movies, every single failure has been fixed. Like he didn't have enough boost to catch uh, the first uh, rocket. Oh yeah, and the first one when he was throwing it up in the yeah, the, like he didn't have mm-hmm. enough boost. But then what did he do? Uh, Friday, give me some juice. Boom! Now booster jets. He catches the spaceship. Yeah, you know. The Iron the Iron Man armor is cold in Iron Man 3. Like, shh, I'm freezing. What happens? Spider-Man, look, instant heater. Look at mm-hmm. that. I put that in your suit. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony is not dumb. Yeah. 
He learns from his mistakes, hopefully. He learns from he learns from the setbacks he has. Okay. So the first time he meets Magneto, as long as Magneto doesn't kill him, mm-hmm. yeah, he's getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah. But he's going to develop armor that is not reliant upon metal that is uh, magnetic. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I still think Magneto. That was a quick. That was a quick uh, debate. We're we're done here. (laughs) All right. Well, well, who are some other? Okay. Let's say. Let's say. Let's say Danny. You know, smash your theory. Who are some other powerhouses that you think? Yeah. Apocalypse. Um. Well, fuck. I mean, now that you say like fucking Iron Man is gonna be the MacGyver of everything. I didn't Not say. Even, I didn't say it was the MacGyver. MacGyver. I'm just saying he's ready for Professor X and Magneto. Okay. And you got to remember, you're using X Men rosters. So is Apocalypse an X Man? No. Okay then. No, he's not. Damn it. Um. Do you want to open it up to all mutants in general? Because we can do that too, no. bro. No. <laughs> all right. No, I ain't gonna cheat. X Men. Uh. I, I, shit, I don't know. I I, I think y'all. I, Fuck, Who man. else? <laughs> think outside the box, Joey. Think who's That's been a part of the X Men team? X Men. Who's been a part of the X Men? Well, I mean, I just I, now I don't know who's gonna win. I mean, obviously, I think it's gonna be the Avengers now, but. Who do y'all think the X-Men powerhouses? I think Namor would be an X-Men. He's been Namor, on the, Namor would side with the X-Men. He would, sure? He's been on the Avengers, but I think he would side more with, with, with the, the X-Men. Yeah. He's very prideful, and he's a mutant. He's the first mutant. So he's very prideful. He's very, like... So depending on where they are. Right. If they're on land, Namor, Namor loses to the Hulk. But if yeah. they're anywhere near water... Smashed. Namor's a badass dude. The Hulk gets washed. He's gonna get drowned. No, no, he just gets he beat. would get beat, dude. Namor's a beast, man. Like Namor's as strong as a Hulk in water. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah. So Namor, the far no, the farthest he is from water, he loses strength. Yeah. Like that's that's how he works. Is that part of his mutation, or is that kind the of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Because it his is. mutation came from from being. An Atlantean half and half yeah. human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. I, I think the Avengers might win. I hate to say it because I was really adamant. Like, oh, no, there's no way. Because like, Storm, yeah, she's an Omega-level mutant yeah. who can control the weather. But you have Thor, mm-hmm. the god of Elixir. thunder. Elixir. Fuck, he wasn't one of the actual X-Men. <laughs> he never was. Damn it. I mean, if you want to throw new mutants in here, and throw whatever, and bro. X Force. And... They said X Men. They said X Men. <laughs> Gotta keep it X Men. Because Elixir could just, like, oh, okay, you have all these upgrades. Okay, death. Death. Just like, you're, Instant you're done. death. Everybody, death. Just touching everybody. We just gotta get close to him. I don't even know if you Yeah, exactly. To touch so, him. so, like, mm, I mean, okay. So, Tony Stark's armor is, is nanotech, and it's just Tony Stark and Hawkeye. And Elixir's like 50 yards away. And he releases a cloud of death gas. And all of a sudden, Tony starts like, hey, I'm going to just make some giant fans. You take them out with an arrow, okay? He doesn't do death gas. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. What he, does he do? He's biokinetic. He manipulates bio. By, by, he, so he, he has to be close? I think so. I haven't Hawkeye's watching this dude from 50 feet away. <laughs> Not even 50 yards, 50 feet. Like not, maybe six feet, six feet away. Hawkeye <laughs> is like, boom, arrowhead right to your face, bro. Impulse arrow. <laughs> I want the X Men to win so bad. I don't. Who think else, bro? Come on, Who man. Just name Who some you people you think. Yeah. Who you think are cool? Who you think are cool? The whole point is to talk about it and see where. I, Wolverine. How would Iron Man take Wolverine out? Oh, Iron Man wouldn't. No, Iron Man wouldn't. Who could? Who Iron would? Man, Iron Man would stay away from Wolverine. He would have to because Wolverine could cut through his armor. Wolverine's a tough one, man. Because that is a tough of one. Wolverines because we have X Men. Sorry, yeah. we have uh, Wolverine, Logan, Logan yeah. Laura, Laura McKinney, Dakin. Was he an X Man? Who? Dakin. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was part of the Dark X Men. Oh, the Dark X Men. Yeah, you can use that. <laughs> you can use Dark X Men. You can use Osborn, bro. <laughs> Mephisto's powers? Oh, Mephisto power? Oh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We'll, bro, we'll I'm gonna throw. Uh, yeah, okay, this is what you have to realize about the X Men, man. All of their characters are up front, right? They have a lot of 
they have a lot of power like characters and stuff but also they're really flawed too the avengers they've got characters like hawkeye black widow whatever you want to call it they do have brown but they, characters but they got characters like wonder man dude wonder man who's just powered by energy unlimited unlimited energy, energy man he's god level power yes. you know like I he love can go toe to toe with thor with thor and mm-hmm. the hulk yeah like <laughs> like you have no idea Wonder Man, Wonder Man, like I man, always hated. I love, I love. He's one like him. I used to love him and Beast Man. Why? I love them. They're, they they were, were just, they were like a buddy cop. They movie. were buddy cop movie, and I love them because Wonder Woman, Wonder Man is always like viewed as like a joke, right? Because he's yeah. like an actor and like yeah. he's this pretty boy, like stuff. Dude, he's it's so Johnny Cage almost. Right? He's so kind of yeah. yeah. He's so powerful, dude. He's so powerful. Like you have Wonder Man, you have Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. you have Jack of Hearts. Yes, Jack of oh, Hearts is another one. That's another one who's cold, bro. Like we're not even like we're we're way past Hulk level ability here, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, Captain America is the face of the Avengers, but that guy has you know who he has at his command at his beck and call. He's got all these characters, like. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, okay, Jean Grey if she has the Phoenix power, the Phoenix Force, and she right. can control it, and she can control it, maybe <laughs> yeah. Then then you have a thing, then you might have a, a fight. But man, for real, like if we're really being honest, Avengers wrote and they they wrote the book on teamwork, bro. I yeah. think like, um, I think with Hickman doing this whole mutant circuit thing, I think I'd have to do some math, but I, I don't even think it'd be close anymore now. So, uh, you're you're doing Hickman's X Men. You gotta do Hickman's Avengers then. Damn. Avengers World, man, come on! They had Hyperion, <laughs> Hyperion. and Thor, <laughs> bro. Wrecked. They're not even leaving the X Mansion. <laughs> oh man, dude, that was this was fun. This was fun. That's a fun talk. <laughs> so, guys, if you if you want to approach us with who would win between who and who, come the X Men and the Avengers, come with the heat. Yeah, come bring, with the heat. Bring some serious stuff because we about it. Don't joke about it like Joey. Don't Joey was me. playing. Don't come at me, man. Joey was playing <laughs> he, today. He, he was thought like, we were gonna have fun. And Magneto, like, oh, Magneto's cool. <laughs> no, y'all, because I really got this. Fucking, man. No, no, right. I get it. I get I it. I had this whole little. It's like a, like a whole. Like, Two or three pages written out yeah. of this little like uh, oh, no, I, I, I want to. X Men is my jam. And dude. I saw that message. I was like, okay, <laughs> I got you, Joey. Bring your two three page story. I got you already. <laughs> Dang. And this goes for any other matchup. Any yeah. I want to talk about who would win between. But bring the heat, guys, because read comics. It's important to do this so you know the characters, so you know what they can do. Yeah. Yes. West Coast Avengers. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I do like that. Versus Great Lakes Avengers. <laughs> Versus Great Lakes. <laughs> That's Joey's jam, if y'all didn't know. The Great Lakes Great Avengers. Would you say you wanted a movie, though? Doorman, Doorman or whatever. Man. What's his name? Uh, Mr. Immortal. <laughs> Mr. Immortal. <laughs> I fucking love his character. Because this is why. Because, like, look, Mr. Immortal, oh, he's a mutant, by man. the way. Mr. Immortal is, so, I think, no, he's something know. else. Yeah. I think they call him something like Homo Superior or something like that. But anyway. Yeah. Mr. Immortal is such a cool character because he can go toe-to-toe with the Hulk but never do any damage but never die against him. Hmm. So, like, really, like, it's Mr. Immortal has, like, the power set of us if we were immortal. And you just a regular guy just get thrown into superpowers and he's, like, trying to lead this team and he's just a dude. All right. But he and, just yet, can't get hurt. He, and yet he's on the Great Link of it. Yeah, he leads. He le- oh, he leads. He's the leader. That's a promotion uh, there. Yeah, that tells you how great the Great Link of are. The, the lamest guy leads. Anyways, um, so uh, wrap up. We're going to wrap up now. Right. Um, this was fun, Joey. Nice try. Anybody else want to try? <laughs> feel free to give us, yeah. uh, drop it in the comments or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, any book news? Um. Warner's done with all our colored pages. Oh, our book. Whoa, our whoa, book, whoa. Yeah. 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 Warner's done with all our colored pages. Surprise, plot twist. What? Mondo got his five pages hey. in. What? Hey. What amazing job, Mondo. I did it, guys. Amazing. They are they are the, they are the, the, the roughest, scribbliest, ugliest. roughest. Yes. <laughs> That, oh man, I looked at it and was like, wait, no, these aren't done. These aren't done. Everybody's gonna send our books back. Hey, um, I saw yeah. these extra pages. Can I get a refund? Yeah. Every panel 
took about two months, okay? Yes. <laughs> the fine, I believe it. The finest I of totally believe it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But no, man, Werner's done with the with the colors. Shout out to Werner Sanchez, Dude, man. that yes. guy's a beast, bro. I know if y'all have been following our podcast for a minute, uh, y'all know that we've, we've uh, hit this Had guy up. issues with colorists before, yeah. and we found one. Hopefully he stays around me. I, I hope so, man. man. We got to keep him happy because that dude is beast. Yeah, he's fast. very friendly. He's very nice. He's easy to work with. Yeah. And so and we want to get him work, man. We want to get him more work. So yeah, for sure. Go so follow him. Get, oh, let me look up his Instagram so you guys can follow. Yeah, him. go. And then uh, I think Hector is finishing finalizing the edits. The edits. I, had, I just had like a few edits on the last part of the book and sent those. Hopefully he's getting those done. He did send a message. Yeah. That he was downloading the PDF. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be off to the races. We'll be yeah. sending it to print. Hopefully we'll get a proof that we can look at. Yep. And then, man, we will be fulfilling every Kickstarter backer's request and get this book to you guys Absolutely. in your hands. We'll have, you sketch, can read we'll have sketch covers, it, commissions, sure. all that stuff. Joey, can people still get stuff on the backer kit? Absolutely. Or? Awesome. Yes, they guys. can. Head over to backer kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll... Uh, uh, actually, go to our uh, Facebook page plus Rico Comics. I'll yep. go um, and I'll share the, the link right there, and uh, we'll have it there. Yeah, um, awesome. But uh, we uh, we're gonna be out pretty soon. We have uh, we're gonna get the digital versions out the second we have those available yes. and we're approved. So y'all are gonna be able to read it before we actually get the, the physical uh, rewards and everything mm-hmm. in. So yeah, um, that the clock is ticking, y'all, and it's. Uh, Man, I, I'm foaming at the mouth. Man. Yeah, dude, it's exciting. Wait. It's yeah. exciting, man. I can't wait. Yeah, we're we're finally here. Awesome. Well, um, where can we find us at, guys? Find socials. Me, find me on Instagram at Joey GNZLS and Facebook at Joey Gonzalez. You can find Warner Sanchez at Instagram at Warner Sanchez, which is W E R N E R, and then Sanchez, and then you can find me at Armando Ramirez underscore Art. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Imaginary Heroics and Danny Flores. And also make sure you check out Plus Rico Comics on Instagram and Plus Rico Comics on Facebook and Twitter. And the Long Box Podcast. Don't forget about us. Long Box. We're doing a lot this year, Shout out to Rogue Media, Mike. Shout out. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, we're doing a lot, man. Somebody Somebody hit us up on the... On the long box, the Instagram was like, "Hey, do you guys need a podcast? Um, some some work for your like logos and stuff." I was like, "We're actually also in a publishing company. Our, we are one of our artists is a designer, so we're good. Thank you, though. Yeah. But it's crazy that we're doing so much stuff, which is fun, though. Yeah. So, man, that's awesome. Oh, all, all right. Y'all have any wrapping up shout outs? That's it. Not for me. I think. I'm shout good. out my wife. She's dealing with my nephew today. Ooh. So. Yeah. Oof. We went to the park, and man, that kid has too much energy. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's my shout out. Shout out to anybody that's doing Inktober yes. or Bat-tober or any of the prompts. X-Men Tober. X-Men Tober. Tag us in your artwork, and yeah. we'll share it to the page. We'll give exactly. you a shout out and share it to the page. So yeah, Joe. Awesome. Shout yeah. out to my dad. My dad pulled out this uh, old. Uh, he cleaned up the garage uh, the other day, and he pulled out this old uh, like flyer, like this banner. I'm sorry. Uh, for Star Wars Episode One, my dad used to work as an auditor for Sefco Stores. Oh yeah, yeah. And so he had uh, a pod racing banner from Episode oh, One. Oh nice, dude! And I was like, oh shit, I forgot all about this. I forgot. So, I forgot to throw this in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first Star Wars. That's the one uh, I waited in line for. Yeah. Uh, but oh, no, gosh. man, I'm gonna totally find Jake Lloyd and get him to send. Uh, hopefully, he can sign it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man. So shout out to my dad. That's, that's tight. Way to go, way to go, pops. Way to go, pops. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank y'all for listening uh, to the to the Long Box podcast, and we'll see y'all in two weeks. Peace. Awesome. Peace. Bye. We're out. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.